48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. The British government asks for an urgent explanation as to why Hong Kong hasn't renewed the visa of Financial Times journalist Victor Mallet. President Trump looks set to secure approval for his nominee to the US Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh. And an NGO calls for more technical support to speed up the building of modular homes. The British government is asking for an urgent explanation as to why Hong Kong authorities decided not to renew the, the work visa of the first vice president of the Foreign Correspondence Club, Victor Mallet. It said Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy and its press freedoms are central to its way of life and must be fully respected. In August, the Financial Times Asia News Editor had hosted a talk by the founding member of the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party, Chan Ho Tin, after the government said it would use an anti-triad law to ban it. The decision not to renew Mr Mallet's visa has also been criticised by pan-democratic politicians, the Hong Kong Journalists Association and the FCC. Francis Moriarty, a former FCC board secretary and a former RTHK journalist, said the decision follows an implicit threat from the former Hong Kong chief executive, Siwai Leung, against the journalists' club. It's already damaged and it's continuing to damage Hong Kong's image. It's clear from how quickly the story was picked up and spread everywhere. And this is you know, following on the threat to... Uh, uh, the implicit threat by Xi Wei to have the club closed down, and uh, and then this follows it. And we have other actions being taken by China abroad involving reporters and some of their own reporters, uh, very aggressive uh, stances. And so when you put it all together, it just does not bode well. Mr Moriarty says technically the government does not have to say why it refused the visa, but by refusing to do so it appears to be taking part in what he sees as a general move by Beijing towards greater censorship and intimidation. And under the law in Hong Kong, as I understand it, the director of immigration is not obliged to give any reason whatsoever uh, for his or her decisions regarding uh, visas. So uh, I don't think the Hong Kong government is likely to see anything beyond we don't comment on individual cases. Uh, but this individual case happens to be a high-profile case following on a very high-profile incident involving the FCC and is taking part amid a whole series of other things uh, which China is doing, which are very strong positions to be taken in. And when you add it all together, uh, the question is who's going to stand up to it? Yesterday, pro-establishment lawmaker and barrister Priscilla Leung said she thought the issue had become a state matter and that the FCC may have breached the bottom line of one country, two systems by inviting Chan Ho Tin of the now-banned Hong Kong National Party to speak. President Trump looks set to secure approval for his nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court after two of three key senators said they'd vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Mr. Trump has tweeted his thanks for the Senate's backing. Here's the BBC's Nick Bryant. This has been a milestone moment in American history, one that has pitted Donald Trump against the Me Too movement, one that has pitted conservative America against liberal America. One where the question has often been, not just who do you believe, but whose side are you on? And this is such a major victory for the White House. It instantly gives Donald Trump a legacy. Within two years of entering the White House, he has managed to get two right-wing justices on the Supreme Court, and they should be there for decades to come long after Donald Trump has left office. 
An NGO is calling on the Housing Authority and the Housing Society to get more involved in the building of prefabricated modular flats. The Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Council of Social Service, Chua Hoi Wai, made the comment as he discussed a new type of transitional housing project on a radio programme. The project in Sham Shui Po is on track for completion in the third quarter of next year, with its first tenants moving in shortly afterwards. It will offer 90 modular homes and it's hoped the ease of assembly will soon lead to similar projects. Here's Mr Chua. The government is willing to give some kind of policy support and resources. Say, for example, for our modular housing project, the community care fund provided about 36 million Hong Kong dollars. And of course, we hope that the government can put more resources or even mobilize relevant statutory bodies or public organizations to participate in the process, including maybe the housing authority or housing society. Because these organizations are really the experts. If they can participate, then they will really speed up the process and we can have more such social housings readily available. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The president of Interpol, Meng Hongwei, is reportedly under investigation on the mainland. The South China Morning Post said he was taken away after arriving in China by plane from France last week. Mr Meng, who is 64, is the first Chinese national to hold this post at the International Police Cooperation Agency. The paper said the reason for the investigation is unclear and it's not known where he's being held. Robert Kemp has more. Meng Hongwei, who is also a vice minister at the Ministry of Public Security, was reportedly taken away for questioning by discipline authorities. Interpol is based in the French city of Lyon, and police in France had earlier said they had launched a search for Mr Meng after being contacted by his wife. Later, Interpol said the issue was a matter for the French and Chinese authorities. Mr Meng was last seen in France on September the 29th, and a French judicial official has reportedly said he arrived in China at the end of last month. Mr Meng is not responsible for the day-to-day running of Interpol. That is the role of its Secretary-General. The Chief Supervisor of Hong Kong Christian Services School Social Work Service is calling on the government to allocate at least two social workers to each school. Bill Lowe said on average it takes 33 hours to deal with a typical secondary school case, double the time set out in the Education Bureau's guidelines. He said this is placing a heavy workload on social workers. A lot of social workers uh, right now is stationing in secondary school. They are very hardworking, and uh, the workload is actually is very heavy. We suggest that it's possible that maybe one school have two stationing social workers. One is focused on handling cases, and another one is focused on arranged programs or mass program for the students. I hope that if we can have more manpower, the uh, situations of the student can be improved. The chairman of the Federation of Hong Kong Industries, Jimmy Kwok, is calling for government help to counter the effects of the ongoing Sino-US trade war on the SAR. The US is imposing 10% tariffs on Chinese goods, which will go up to 25% by the end of the year. Mr Kwok says the money could be used to develop mainland and ASEAN markets. We expect that the U.S. and China trade dispute will continue for a longer time. So for the time being, we have some worries about the 10% tariff will be seized on next year, January the 1st. They will worry about when we go back to 25% tariff, all the factory may not be sustained because of the profit margin will 
have limited them to continue the business with the U.S. So uh, the sentiment now it would be、uh, so worried on the future. Customs officers have arrested a 27-year-old man after finding what they suspect to be rhino horns in his luggage. The man was travelling from South Africa. Nearly three kilos of suspected rhino horn were discovered. Sport and football, and with a look ahead to this weekend's English Premier League matches, here's the BBC's Maz Farouki. All the focus this weekend involves the matches featuring the two Manchester clubs. Manchester United host Newcastle in the late game on Saturday, with Jose Mourinho the holder of an unwanted record. He's overseen the club's worst start to a Premier League campaign in their history, with just three wins from their opening seven matches. It wasn't just their defeat at West Ham that was of concern to the fans, but the manner of their loss. Add to that Mourinho's relationship or lack of with star player Paul Pogba, and an underwhelming nil-nil draw against Valencia in midweek in the Champions. League, and it's not surprising that many believe the manager doesn't have many chances left. Newcastle, though they still haven't won a league game this season, Mourinho will be hoping that trend continues. The big match of the weekend is surely Sunday's, though, between the joint leaders Liverpool and Manchester City. With both sides unbeaten, this match could already provide an early twist in the title race, with the Liverpool proving to be something of a bogey team for Pep Guardiola's side. City lost the corresponding fixture 4-3 last season and were knocked out of the quarter-finals of the Champions League by. Jurgen Klopp's team. The chasing pack behind the league leaders will all hope to pick up wins. Chelsea travel to Southampton, Tottenham host Cardiff, and Arsenal play at Fulham. Bottom of the table, Huddersfield will be desperate to pick up points at Burnley. Crystal Palace host Wolves. Leicester play Everton, and Watford welcome Bournemouth. With both sides hoping to continue their great starts to the season. From BBC Global Sport, this is Mas Fruki. Earlier today, Brighton beat West Ham one nil. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The British government asks for an urgent explanation as to why Hong Kong hasn't renewed the visa of Financial Times journalist Victor Mallet. President Trump looks set to secure approval for his nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh, and an NGO calls for more technical support to speed up the building of modular homes. That's the news from RTHK. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Jeff Romney, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of note. First, we have our feature album from Madagascar's female rock trio Crystal, their debut album, and a selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And we played Giovanotti's latest single last week. I think we start off with our first track from our featured album from Cristel. Name of the trio. It's also the name of the lead singer, who's the bass player as well. Cristel、uh, and her trio、uh, members are close to her heart. Her brother is on the guitar. That's Ben Kelly, and her husband is on the drums, Andre Silvano. The trio have been in existence since 2013. They came out previously with an EP called TNM. That's three letters, and they came out with two singles. One which was、uh, the 
title track of this new debut album, simply called Irony. We start with the first track. It's called in Malagasy, the language of Madagascar, Ni Ampizzo. Here's Christelle. 